Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you for tuning in to the Sticky and Buttery Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Buttery, Rene Lacad, Filipino Prince, serial entrepreneur, Tycoon. And I am the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual, the chiseled Adonis. And this is, we are assiduous. Assiduous. Yeah. Yes. Professional. This guy is fucking lately, he's in his uh he's in his growth stage. You know, he's kinda like losing his touch on the funny. But he's like he's like <laughs> Wait a minute. He's like but he's like he's Wait. like, oh I need to buy a house. Oh I gotta buy oh I was sending an email. I buy a house. Is it is it just impossible for me to do that without losing the touch of funny? Like where, where, where'd that come from? Name a name a funny person that buys houses. A funny person. <laughs> oh wait. A ton. The Dave like, Chappelle has a house. Kevin Hart has an estate. When, when has they ever Rock talked about a buying a house? house? They may not have talked about it. it doesn't mean they don't buy houses. Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean you don't do it. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Where did you come up with this thought process? I don't know, bro. That doesn't make any sense. Not very funny. Real estate's not very funny. Real estate can be funny. I mean, a ton of people go make, bankrupt. Real estate joke right now. Real estate joke make right now. Make me laugh. Oh, good Lord. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you got me there. It's kind of tough to come up on, on this. Okay, so real estate joke. Hmm, real estate joke on a house. I got nothing. Nothing's coming into my mind in the moment. I'll think about it. Before this end of this part, I'll think about it. Uh, Exhibit number one. This isn't my realm Exhibit A. It's, uh... I you think about that. Way. By the end, we're going to see if you still have your touch. Yeah, I'm going right to see now, if I got it. I'm going to see if I got emails, it. emails, buying houses. What is this? Fucking uh, Jay-Z Rock Nation brunch? I lost my edge for wanting to buy a house. That's interesting. Come on, bro. Maybe I did. Be funny. Maybe I did. I should live with my parents. They'll bring me back to my level of funny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you flew too close to the sun. Now, now. Yeah, yeah. You try to make it out, only to find out there's nothing out there for you. You lost your yep. edge, chisel. Lost your edge. Yeah. It's okay. Be like Listen. That. But I do have to buy a house, though. I do have to buy a house. <laughs> what, he what dropped is, it like he was a partner. What is the time frame? I know. Like, we, you're, like, you're losing your edge. You're like, but I do need to buy a house. Yeah. I do have to buy a house. What, I do have to pay my Medicare. Why do you need to buy a house? Um, well, for one, uh, <laughs> renting uh, seems very, very uh, expensive. Um, now, granted, there are certain you know, levels of rent that can be paid, but then I thought about it, like, you know what? Why not just have a physical asset in real estate that I could at least somewhat leverage? I can't leverage yeah. you know, a place that I may be renting, although I can. Like, if I were to turn it into a studio and then try sure. to rent it out to different sort of people. But if I have a house and I have a safe haven, because I, I think it was when I um, went to Houston, went to Atlanta, and when I went to um, Houston, Atlanta, and then when I went to Austin, on three different occasions when I was out there and I collaborated with other content creators, I went to like their studio or I went to their space. I never had something like that. So let's just say somebody wanted to collaborate with me and they pulled up on me. Gotcha. I don't have that place yeah. for do Like for example, here in the penthouse, we can shoot the pod here. Fair. I don't have that luxury because gotcha. hey, you want to come shoot content at my place, well, great. Let me just move my bed out of the. It doesn't work. So since that's the case, I gotta you know acquire a location. But what I'm probably gonna do is go get like a fourplex, multiplex kind of thing. 
have my studio on either the highest or the lowest level, oh, yeah, you and did, then I live you did tell within me this. there. Okay. Right, I right. It. So that's yeah. that's what I do. There's something prestigious about owning real estate. It's something elevating, right? Like there's a Drake bar, and I was like, man, he said, he's like, how can I address you if you don't own property? I'm like, <laughs> broke boys. Yeah. Like it makes you feel like, yo, baller. So I get it, man. Listen, just to be like, yeah, I own a, I own a couple pieces of land, a couple pieces of real Because you got a, you got a, well, it's Airbnb. Airbnb. Got out there. Yeah. So is it, is it like it's a standalone kind of house or it's like one of those connected sort it's of a, properties? It's a standalone. Yeah, it's a connected, it's like not connected, but like it's a standalone. Oh, okay. House, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so something like that. Because with my parents, um, with their house, but the only thing is that they still live there. Like my parents right. live. So it's not like I'm going to go home, <laughs> take them out, and then bam, now the yeah. house is mine. So I can't, I can't do that. So I figured, all right, if I just go and I get a house somewhere, and then the positive is I can set up a situation where when people go into real estate, they have to now find tenants. Mm -hmm. If I know I have friends or family who's looking for a place to stay, you can stay at my place better you pay me than you pay right. you know somebody just don't screw me over you know right. don't have a situation like hey man i'm short 500 if i was a different person i was just a regular landlord you'd never be short you know with me yeah. so but i'm gonna i'm in the market of finding it now it's no super rush mm -hmm. to do it so um i have time but i, I don't know how to gauge because i know nothing really nothing outside yeah. of the incredibly small bare minimum it's a new journey that you're undertaking right right and i don't want to put myself in a situation where um i'm getting in over my head because right. again like we talked about in the prior episode where you don't want to you know be that person like i'm going to start this business i'm going to go into the this. beautiful part about so, the position you're that. in though and i could say this from experience the beautiful part about this position you're in you have something that works for you already you have yeah. you, 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 your yeah. youtube is your business right yeah. so you have a business that that's your like fallback it's always going to be there for you yeah so now you can venture into these other things like real well, estate, allegedly. you know, be a mogul, be real estate. You could do this, you could do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's it's a little bit easier now for you because I think you're you're in a position where you know what it's it's about that time. I gotta gotta start start diversifying, right? Right. There, there's, right. There's five. I like how we we're super funny, but now it's gonna be super serious. <laughs> I was doing some research, and honestly, there's five main things that every person should have, and I think in the future that we're heading to. This, if you want to be a ultra wealthy individual, 0.001% wealthy, I think you have to have your, your cash diversified into these different things. These are your asset classes. You should have a personal brand, which you have, which I have. That's something that can, can cash flow you forever. Just because if people know your face, you'll never be poor. Because that you have your face, your YouTube gets banned, knock on wood, never going to happen. Um, if your YouTube gets banned, you're still Chisel Adonis. The fuck they going to do? Take your face? Fair you move enough. to Rumble. You move to Kick. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. I did. I have a, a kick at Chiseled Adonis, Twitch at the Chiseled Adonis. <laughs> yeah. So personal brand, you have you have that. Uh, some of it should be in cash and crypto because money is money. It's mm -hmm. okay to be liquid. Crypto is yeah. the future of money. Mm -hmm. uh, you should have some in real estate, which you're doing already, because mm -hmm. real estate is one of the safest investments because you're not going to get more land on earth. There's only so much land on earth, and yeah, there's still a lot, but eventually it's going to run out. So it's one thing that's never going to run out, land. Um, you should get. Uh, you should own some sort of like company. Okay. What that that's selling a product, like a product-based company, product mm -hmm. or service. It could be any any sort of product. But you should have a, a company that's selling a product. Need-based business. Say it again. In like a need-based business. Not even necessarily need-based. It could be a, a. You're selling an ebook. Okay. You're selling. Like a digital product. Okay. A digital product. Got it could you. be a physical. It could be a supplement company. Right. But just some sort of company that's selling a product. Okay. Right. And then you should have uh, some sort of like tech or software company. I think if you're in those verticals, across all of those, you have money coming from real estate, your personal brand, uh, a soft, some software or tech, 
a physical or not physical, but like a product based company and uh, just have cash crypto saved up. I think you're diverse enough in cash flow that let's say real estate market goes to shit, your product based company, your tech and your personal brand are still good. Let's say yeah, you can fall back on it. OK, I got you, you. can fall back on everything. Yeah. So regardless yeah. of what happens in any market, like you're still secured because your cash is growing from multiple different verticals. Right. That was one of the reasons why I looked at it like, man, I have to go and get a get a house because one um, real estate has the highest you know, tax you know, benefit. Mm -hmm. Right. And then secondly, because I'm in a situation where I know I'll be able to cover like, let's just say for a year you come in and you have to pay like whatever your mortgage may be for the entirety of the year. When you're now getting um, you're renting a location, you have to have at least three months rent straight out of the gate to go in, which turns out, you know, it's unlawful in certain states. Right. But they don't you don't know that you don't know what you don't know. But um, with the if I'm in a position where it's like, all right, cool, if I go and I get this house, I have enough cash reserve to cover myself for the entire year. If tragedy were to befall within the house, I know I've set up a cushion to where I can recoup whatever could be missing, right? Because a lot of times when people go into real estate or somebody goes into a new business venture, you're going in with no capital. Right. So you're, you're in a spot where you must you know, perform. You must succeed. You yeah. must become profitable. That's so, how I live every day of my life. I right. must perform. Right, right. But then there's moments in which you can do that. And once you reach burnout, then what? Fair. You know, because at least you have, you know, the cushion. But with me, that, that's why I wanted to go and get to one. And then on top of that, have an asset that can pay me, you know. And on top of that, if again, if tragedy were to befall and I can afford to keep said asset, then I'll just stay there. Yeah. So, you know, make it work. So so I guess I guess the second part of that, I think on the podcast, we talk about what people should do a lot. Yeah. Motivation or why people fail. But like, what are you struggling with right now? Oh, because well, I, mm -hmm. I think that's one thing people don't talk about. They don't yeah. talk about the shit that they're struggling with, because mm -hmm. regardless of what level you're playing the game on, there's always going to be some sort of struggle. Yeah, my mine is definitely dealing with the uh, bit of censorship that I have on, on YouTube, because like at the time of the tape right now, we I've been blocked now for uh, three weeks. Mm. On, on YouTube. Now, granted, we're in the peak of NFL season, so I'm one of the few sports content creators that have the space to where you're going to demand to want to see those particular kind of videos. Mm -hmm. So I'm out of the game. Like, I'm on the sideline. I'm still playing elsewhere. Like, I'm posting on Twitter. I'm posting on um, Facebook. But YouTube is by far the biggest audience. Right. So I'm on the shelf there. But... It's a blessing in disguise because I feel like although messaging what the, the struggle is, you have to find where the silver right. lining is. It's, it introduced me to wanting to go to Twitch. So then I've got on Twitch and I've streamed now for a week on Twitch, immediately made um, affiliate. I'm going to be partner with a couple of days. But then I learned different sort of business models that I can utilize because now I know how people have so much reaction channels and the clips and everything. You just go live on Twitch. You do the live reaction, then mm -hmm. you just cut from there and then go. And, and the craziest part too, it's we're moving towards live streaming, you know? Right. Because right. content, content is great. We went from a place of pictures. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get to know someone through pictures. Mm -hmm. But then people want to go deeper. So what's the step step deeper? You go to uh, videos. Mm -hmm. So then people want to watch videos of this person. But now, and you see it. That's why all these streamers are getting big NBA style contracts. Yeah. Aiden Ross got like a two hundred million dollar contract. He's like fucking LeBron James, you know. Uh, the reason you're seeing all these streamers get big contracts is because streaming is the new wave. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where it's content, but it's not, hey, here's a video, the best parts of me. It's this is literally me on an everyday basis. Yeah, and it's like television. It's because like television. In, in, with videos, whether it be short form or long form, 
it's the preparation and all the other stuff for that because granted there's people who prepare for live streams and you should mm -hmm. but with live streaming in real time it showcases the authenticity because you can exactly. only fake it in real time for so long exactly because i can go about let's on the grandiose scale let's just say somebody goes six months playing a particular kind of character there's going to come a point while you're live, well, you'll break in character. And then people may say, wait a minute, hold on, is this person really this way? So, but I think with live stream, it exposes that. Because if you're yeah. funny, but you're funny live, you're really funny. Mm -hmm. If you're funny, but you always have a script, then I think there can be some, you know, cracks in the armor or whatever the case may be of whatever it is that you're trying to put out there mm -hmm. with a particular image. But that's been one with um, the censorship because um, my, my total numbers for the censorship on social media is my um, 45 times I've been blocked on YouTube. And um, of the 45, seven were a second strike or third strike to where mm -hmm. I couldn't upload for two weeks. So with that being the case, the total amount of time has been 52 weeks it's a year, wow. right? So although I've been on for seven and a half years, I really only been online for six and a half. And still, it's, it's been a situation where, man, where could I have been had I never been blocked? But it's the adversity that I've gone through that make people always want to come back. Like, damn, I see this dude get blocked everywhere. And then total across all social media and all internet together, it's 91 total times i've lost a facebook page three tiktok pages got banned on a, a porn hub twice and then because <laughs> i was trying to become a porn star who doesn't do porn yeah and then i even got banned on Linktree. Mm. Linktree. oh what wow. are you doing how did you do that no clue like if you go to Linktree uh, uh, um back backslash uh, uh, uh chiseled adonis it says uh, a blocked profile this account Wild. no longer exists. And still, till this day, I have no clue how, how do you get banned on Linktree? You just post your links. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... I, I, did you post a porn link? No, no. All I on did the bright side, I feel like we're heading towards like no censorship. Because now there's like Rumble and yeah. Kick yeah. where there is no censorship. Their thing is like, hey, we're going to let you do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Which is... The old internet. The old right, yeah. right. So it's like you've done a whole 180. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and YouTube, eventually all these other platforms, YouTube... Twitch, they're gonna see it and they're gonna be like, damn, they're taking, the only reason Rumble exists is because YouTube fucked up by right. banning a bunch of people. Right. And right. Rumble was like, okay, we'll fix that. We'll take the people that were forsaken from this YouTube land and we'll take them over here. However. Yeah. And now you have a community. Rumble is facing an issue because you can't upload 4K videos. You can only yeah. watch like in like yeah, a crazy low bit rate. And the, the thing is they don't have the servers to hold they're, that much. They're gonna yeah. fix that. Eventually. They're gonna get investors yeah. because they, they got so. some heavy hitters that are going over to the platform but then i think what they'll probably have to offer is something towards investors to right. the people who are creating not now granted you can't just be giving out like equity in the company or giving out ownership stake or whatever the case It'll is burn. but i think if they open it up for investors to now build the app so that they can compete because youtube is a juggernaut yeah. Right. It's it's now become so synonymous with the culture. More people are probably graduating from YouTube University right. in time that people will be well, graduating you, from regular the university. Biggest, right. Uh, social media platform by user base. Right. So Facebook right. is number one, has three billion users. Yeah. YouTube is number two with 2.5 billion users. And they're, they're, they're going to overtake Facebook. Yeah, Soon enough, they will overtake Facebook because at least, and, and funny enough, Facebook at least gives you a situation to where there's a level of profile, right? Yeah. There's more people who's on YouTube um, who don't post content post. than those who do. Exactly. Facebook, everybody has a profile. You may mm -hmm. not all actively be uploading, but with YouTube having people who are performing and it's at two point you're only what is it 500 million away yeah so with that being the case 
you know, it's only a matter of time. And Rumble, uh, I, I, I'm on Rumble too, although I can't figure out the metric. But with Rumble, I think as time progresses, they're only going to get better and better because the people who are constantly being, you know, censored or whatever, it's if Rumble now becomes the place to go, mm-hmm. you're going to end up seeing it flock. And for those exactly. who are into stocks, Rumble stock is incredibly low right now. It's yeah. like five bucks and something. I'm Wait, are you Rumble serious? Stock. I didn't know yeah, Rumble yeah, like, was a public. Yeah, they, they, have a, they have a stock. I got yeah. it when it was like, uh, I think it was like eight dollars and something is dropped down to five i'm probably gonna uh, buy a bunch yeah, yeah that might be a really good five. one to, to put yeah. in now put in yeah, a couple better to just get because i actually believe in the company because right. people want to go somewhere where it's um you can be uncensored or whatever the case may be and as time progresses as long as the big names that are there remain there and they continue to get paid yeah um, I think their user base will just continue. I don't think it will yeah. be like a vine. Rumble yeah. stock is gonna skyrocket after this episode. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rumble, sure g- so. give us the check, bro. We'll move the podcast over there. Right. Oh. Um, exclusively on Rumble. Exclusively right. on Rumble. No, but so I think it's good because you're you're learn you're diversifying and in, not income, but diversifying your content sources. Yeah. So those struggles always end up like making you better, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What are you dealing with right now in business? Bro, honestly, it's one thing I'm frustrated with, and maybe this is me getting older in age. I just feel like I don't have time. Because mm. back in the day, I was like, I had a business, I was building it, but now that I have so many things kind of moving, and all the plates are in the air, I'm juggling a lot of different things. I feel like I wake up start working, I have this long ass list, I get one thing done, but now there's this whole other list to get done. Mm-hmm. So it's like this constant just fucking go, 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 go. And the thing about business, once you finish one thing, 10 other things appear. Right, right. So I just feel like I don't have enough time. I, I've hired a lot of employees, then we brought on three people this month. I was doing my payroll, beginning of the month. Uh, my payroll is someone's yearly salary. It's a, ah. a five figure payroll. Um, but yeah, so I think I've, I've been hiring a lot of people and trying to get people to do more stuff so I can free up my time. Cause that's the name of the game, right? If you don't have time, how do you get more time? You hire more people to do stuff, but certain right. things you just can't replace. Personal brand stuff, you can't replace Renee Lacad. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm just struggling with time, bro. I think that's a normal thing, but I'm hiring a lot of people to try and take that off my back. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes, but it's, it's just, part of the game and to try to delegate yeah know, push. but do you ever find yourself in a scenario where you're somewhat I don't want to say fearful but because I always struggled with this where let's just say if you do some you perform a task at like a hundred percent right you have to now delegate to somebody and they they perform at like 70 percent of what it is that you do do you ever feel like because they don't operate at that hundred that you're accustomed to doing on your own that maybe the product or the service or the procedure is not as good so i think i think it's even less than 70 percent. i think people that you hire will probably operate at 30 percent of whatever you operate at mm-hmm. maybe even less but the goal isn't to replicate yourself because if you could find someone that does exactly what you do, yeah. they'd probably have their own business. Exactly. They would probably be doing their own shit. Exactly. They wouldn't. They wouldn't work for you. Mm-hmm. So the only time you're gonna find people to work for you are people that operate at 25. Good people operate at 25% of your efficiency. You just need to get. Because think mm-hmm. about it. If I can pay 10 grand a month and have two two people that work for me, that can kind of get a task done. Maybe not as good as me, but get it good done good enough. I can now focus my time on something else. And if my time is worth, I don't know, a thousand bucks an hour, and they're freeing up 50 hours a month, the way I see it, it's like, okay, I freed up 50 hours, that's the equivalent of like Mm $50,000, and I'm paying them 10 grand to do it. 
So you really have to put a value on your time. Like, what is your time worth? Because right. the, the more money you make, mm -hmm. the more you realize my brain power, I'm not going to spend it doing something fucking stupid. I'm going to have someone else do this. Um, that way I can at least focus on things that make me more money. That's a good question to, to, to ask somebody. How, how does one develop how much their time is worth? Just, What's the calculator to figure out? It's just how much out? you make. Right, right. It's it should be make. predicated on like how much you make. Because I think a lot of people, when they say, hey, know your worth. Know your worth. Right, know your worth. But people, are, how, do you, how do you quantify it? Because I love when somebody says, I know what my worth is. Well, what is your worth? It's funny. I was joking with one of my boys from back home. Mm -hmm. And um, he go, I'm like, I'm like, boys, I build money printers. I was just talking yeah. in the group chat. Just guy talk. I build money printers. I was celebrating a win. Yeah. And my homie just fucking around and goes, man, I'm a money printer. I'm like, you are a money printer. You print $10 an hour. Shit. Damn. <laughs> but Damn. It was right. a joke. <laughs> right it's one of those on. things where know your worth is predicated on what you can get. Right. That's really what it is. It's what you can get. And the way I look at it, let's say people are like, I want to charge this much. I'm like, why do you want to charge that much? Have you been paid that much before? Yeah. Are people willing to pay that much? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you say my, I'm worth $5,000 an hour, okay? Are people paying you that much? No. Okay, then Then how do you come up with that number? Because when I say I'm worth $1,000 an hour, I think about it, right? Like, let's say last month I made 200 grand mm -hmm. and I worked 200 hours. Then you do the math. I, my, 200 hours of my work equated $200,000 in my bank account. Every hour converted to about 1000 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. So if I can find a way to like get more of that time, right? It's just time arbitrage. So if I can hire two people and get 50 hours of more free time, mm -hmm. in theory, I should make 250 grand uh, the next right, month. Right. And then I, I spend $10,000 on employees. And then it'll keep so building from there. Grand, right. You know, so right. I just made $40,000 by hiring these two people. Even though it's costing me 10 grand, I'm getting my time back. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's, a, that's the way I kind of like assess it. And in theory, that's how it should work. I think the reason people fuck up is because they hire people and then they get lazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then they, they'll look at it like, all right, if I hired somebody, that person will replace, mm -hmm. you know, the effort that I put in rather than looking at it like, no, I delegate this person down to this particular task. I take over and take care of the more important particular kind of things. And then mm -hmm. we can still grow together and build yeah. versus, hey, you know, I'm going to hire this person. I'm just going to go fuck off and go enjoy the rest of my life. That's and not how you the do business it. is dwindling or it's yeah. stagnant or maybe even going downward. So. Yeah, so like, if you want to live a life of freedom, let's say it just depends on your goals. You want to make as much money as possible, hire people but still work like you didn't hire someone. Yeah. Hire people but work like you were working before. If you want to live a like, more passive life, hire someone and then work a little bit less and then try to make the same amount of money. You know? I, I always think about it. Like, I could, could probably, if I, if I really made my schedule efficient, I could work three hours a day for the rest of my life and stay at the current level I'm at. Mm -hmm. Never make any more money make six figures a month and work three hours a day. If I really wanted to do that, I could do it. Um, I just don't know if I'd be okay with this level. You know? Probably because you worked so hard to get to this particular point and then everything being stagnant, your peers around you are still gonna be excelling. Because yes. although you're like, all right, cool, I'm comfortable and I'm here, the friends that you have, because remember, the friends that you have now are different than the friends you had well, when you was at the bottom crazy. as I'm well. I'm so happy you said that. Let me show you a video. It's right? so fucking funny. Because I could imagine, because a lot of times that's, that's the case. But once you get complacent and you, you stay here, everybody else is ascending. Now you're the one who gets left behind. Friend group is a big, big part of it, too. Yeah. Like, look what my friend just sent me. My friend just sent mm -hmm. me this. Yo, you're going to love this video I'm about to post. And he sends me this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll play it on the background for the yeah. episode. 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Not, golly. Yeah, they got some money on them. Yeah, so seven they million send me plus. The, they send me this fucking video of them, like, showing their bank account, logging into the app with $7.7 .7 million in there. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, motherfucker, all right, bet. Yeah. And it keeps you going. So I think having those types of friends are good. Yeah. And it's weird, though, because you send that to a broke person, they get angry. They get triggered. They're like, oh, you're yeah. such a dickhead. It like, must be nice. Yeah, like yeah. They, some sort of jealousy. When I see that, I'm like, because me and my friends, we do that. We'll mm -hmm. flex on each other. Yeah. But it's a good way of just like sharpening, like iron sharpens iron, right? Right, right. So the, they, he sent me this video like of him showing a bang out with like 7.7 .7 million. And I'm like, bruh. Right. Now, I, now I'm ready. I, I got to go harder. Right, right. Because not only are you holding yourself to a particular kind of standard, but then your friend is as well. Because mm -hmm. let's just say it goes from seven. Now you get to 10, you get to 15, you get to 20. Well, you're still down at one, two, three. And then now it stays at two, yeah. three. But then the people who are having eight figure conversations can't now conversate with the people having seven-figure seven conversations because it's different, mm -hmm. you know, kind of rooms. So it's kind of, you have to be in a situation where you're constantly excelling. And I think um, whenever you're struggling, whether it be in business, personal life, whatever the case is, you have to identify, all right, well, how do I find a silver lining? How do I get myself out of there so now I can go and excel? That's something to think about. Yeah, because I think a lot of people in the, uh, um, the, the comment section, oftentimes, like the full transparency, they'll be there like, man, you know, I'm going through this mm -hmm. or I'm going through that. And it can affect whether it be your business model, whether it could right. be your fitness, whether it could be your relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think a lot of times it's important to reflect like, all right, cool. This is a problem here that is consistent. Do I have to step back in something in order to fix this or... Is this something that I could just, you know, kind of disregard and just work on yeah. everything else? So I don't know. It's it's one of those things where um, also it's, it's when worth you see your, when you see your friends about. killing it, it just makes you motivated. Mm -hmm. You know, like I see you, I see this guy. Like when I see people around me that are like doing things, you realize like, oh, they get it. You look at them and you kind of have like an unspoken bond. Like mm -hmm. this guy gets it. He understands. It's like they're on a mission. Also, they're on their own mission, but they're still on a mission. When you see people without a mission, it's, it sucks because you kind of look down on them. Right. And I don't mean that in an asshole way, but like, I, oftentimes I'll look at people and I'll look down on them. And you're like, well, it's not okay to look down on people. And it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm better than you. Yeah. But I look down on them because it's like you, like, you don't get it. You don't have whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. I have, this, I have, the, same, I have the same feeling. And funny enough, it's going to sound like I'm trashing him, but I'm not. My brother, right? Because what I did for him this year where um, like I sponsored him for the year, hey, you, you know, take off your job. We're, what we're going to do is focus on um, the fitness. You pretty much all year, I'll match your salary. You work for me. All yeah. of your time is just allocated towards making sure your health is taken care of, right? My biggest thing for him is that he hasn't had the switch and the epiphany moment of like, all right, cool. My brother has a business. Why don't I just find a way to work within that particular kind of business? Because when I've been talking to him, we're in the final quarter of the year right. about like, hey, you know, next year you're on your own. So what's the game plan? What are you going to do? And it's just like, oh, man, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. Like, how hasn't it clicked in your mind? If you don't, you could have just figured out a skill right. or something that's lacking within my business that you could have added to and then you take over from there and that becomes like something for you, right? But it just never clicked. Or like he'll congregate with some of his other friends and they'll talk about, you know, man, what game plan can we do? Maybe we could do this business, maybe we could do that. Yeah. But all of them are kind of all in the same spot of just, 
uh, trying to figure it out, but then there's a lot of thought process, but no execution. So then I constantly, I'll sit there and I'll watch them like, man, how hasn't, it doesn't, What conversations do you guys you. have? Do you, do you tell them like, yo, just do this? No, all, the, the, no, all the time I'll say, all right, cool, you wanna do this, why do you wanna do this? Are you passionate, like with music. Yeah. He's big in music. He's been making beats now for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And he's good right. at making um, music, but, I've told him like, all right, cool. So you could leverage social media. You could reach out to a bunch of different producers. You could reach out to a bunch of different artists. He goes to um, a studio. Like he, he's also producing at a studio with one of his high school friends. Mm -hmm. I told him, great, take the key of the studio. What you can do is now market towards the people who are like, I don't even know if it's still around, but SoundCloud rappers, right. whatever the case is, all these different people who are looking for studio time. You can charge them, even if it's on the lower end. I mean, listen, I've made rap songs. I've paid $1,000 a day for a studio. Right. So you could just charge out for the studio because you have, this is your boy. Y'all right. can just reach out to a bunch of different people for the studio. Mm -hmm. You do produ production of music. You've done different gigs at different churches. You should be DM, your fingers, you should have carpal tunnel From DMing a bunch of different people, Facts. whether it be studio time, whether it be producing, whether it be different kind of gigs. You should be sending out beats, sending sending out stuff to a bunch of different people. Like there shouldn't come a day that you're not going to sleep in the evening completely exhausted because you're just trying to figure out how to make it. Because seven years ago, that was me. I was endless amount of hours just recording a bunch of videos, mm -hmm. editing, DMing everybody, sending out a bunch of different videos all over the place. I would be working on um, renting bikes and boats in the park in Marine Park from seven until nine, I would get home because I would bike. It's only like a six minute bike to my house. Sometimes I'd immediately take a shower. Sometimes I wouldn't. I'd be stinky on the computer, just all Thinking right, working about, on yeah. video. I'd go to sleep at two, wake up at seven. When I'm at work doing what I'm doing, I'd still be making the videos or whatever mm -hmm. the case is, just trying to figure it out. And then I'll look at him and I'll tell him like, man, you have small bursts of when you do it. Like, it'll be like, okay, maybe once a week, maybe right. twice a week. Sometimes on a great week, it'll then be three stop. times out of the week. And then you fall off and you stagnate. Yeah. But how hasn't it clicked? It's the inconsistency that's holding you back. And it came to a point where I had to sit there like, man, I can't, I can't do it for you. I can't tell you. Yeah. You've got to have the epiphany. And I just find myself now just sitting there and I'll be watching them like, I, it still There's hasn't clicked. Yes. It hasn't clicked yet. It's weird, but does he, what does he tell you? Cause I, cause literally same exact situation with my little brother. Mm -hmm. I have a little brother. Um, he sees everything I do. Yeah. He's capable of it. I've offered to hire him to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He lets me down every single time. It's unfortunate cause it sucks, but he lets me down every single time. Cause I wish he could just fit. Cause if, if we were together, yeah. I would move him in here. Mm -hmm. He's in LA. He's living with my mom. I'll, I'll, if he worked for me, I'll tell him, come live with me. You don't got no rent, you got no bills. Mm -hmm. I'll fucking pay you. You'll get to live in this nice penthouse and we'll fucking grind it out. We'll make so much fucking money. Yeah. But he just doesn't prove that he wants it. Cause if he's gonna do that, I'm not gonna make him do that move. I'm not gonna make him yeah. quit his job and do all this. If he's not actually gonna work, if he's gonna sit here and be lazy. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's just, I'm what? Like I'm just taking care of you at that point. But for some reason I'm like, bro, you gotta do this. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But he doesn't do it. And it's weird to me. Cause it's like, how do you say you know, but you don't do it? Yeah, that's the bizarre thing about it, especially with proximity. I think if you now lived in the same area and or within the same location right. and they see you constantly grinding, 
you would assume naturally one would want to go and grind. But I think there's a level of complacency amongst the people who are comfortable until you now have your back against the wall. Like, let's just say, because your mother is there and you feel obligated to go and take care of your mother, because my parents are there, I feel obligated to take yeah. my, care of my parents. If there was a situation to where now their isolated back was against the wall, like, man, the house ain't gonna be paid. You can't, if you don't make rent, you're on the street and you're homeless. That now gives you the fire to go but and you, get after so it. So that's that's a good point. But do you think people just crumble under that? Because a lot of people. Because I know, like in in those situations, they're like, "Oh, this is impossible," and they just give up. Right. Because there's right. two types of people. There's the type of people that like will sit there and be like, "Nah, fuck that. I'm mm -hmm. figuring this out." Or there's like. Oh, this is hard. And they just buckle under pressure. But I think it's necessary because if you're now in a situation where this person's back is completely against the wall and you have to make that decision, I think also for us, because we can see the potential within them and we can see, yo, if they committed themselves, they would be absolutely brilliant. And there's, they've shown signs of being able to get there, right? So you kind of, you hold out on the hope that it's, they're capable. Mm -hmm. But if you now have them in a spot where their back is completely against the wall and it's solely on them, you'll see how if that potential really is there or if it was just something that was, yeah. you know, an illusion. Because I think if it's a matter of, all right, cool, this person's exposed to, you know, the world or they're exposed to, I should say, um, they're exposed to the fire being at their back. And they say, you know what, nah, I'm going to give up. You know, if I got to be homeless, hey, it is what it is. This is what I'm going to do or whatever. And you'll be like, well... I guess you had your opportunity. I know that you're not going to be this go-getter. Now I don't have to keep wrestling with myself and my conscience about, hey, if I just gave you this opportunity, going back to like the Jay-Z thing mm -hmm. that we talked about before, where if I gave you this opportunity, you'd probably just squander it. So now yeah. I, could, I have peace knowing that, you know, we're not the same. Mm -hmm. There's nothing against you, but now I know. I juggle with the idea constantly of of can everybody do it or am I just different? Because yeah. LeBron said something. He said, uh, he said God gave me uh, wide shoulders for a reason. Yeah. Uh, wide shoulders so I could carry everyone. And I think about it, I'm like, I look at my world, I look at all the people that depend on me, right? Uh, 10 employees, family, girlfriend. A lot of people depend on me. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of pressure. So it's the weight of the world. But I think about it, I'm like, God gave me wide shoulders for a reason. Because mm -hmm. like, this is my, this is my calling. Yeah. I'm one of those people that, that carries fucking people through the mud. If we have a dozen people that's on my back, I'm going to carry them through the mud. Mm -hmm. And I look at it, and I, I start to think, maybe you're not like that. Maybe you're someone that's meant to be carried. You know, maybe right. you're a role player. Yeah. It's unfortunate because yeah. you, see, you see these brothers like Andrew Tate and his brother or Jake Paul and his brother, mm -hmm. and they're both successful, and you, could, you wish for that because... I'm not gonna lie, I would have so much fucking fun if my brother was entrepreneur-minded, yeah. and we were just sitting here all day building businesses, mm -hmm. we'd make so much money. Yeah. I genuinely think that we could make a million dollars a month mm -hmm. after a year of just sitting here grinding together. Um, but the reality is that's just not the cloth that he's cut from. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way because um, growing up, I always looked at it like, man, could have been like a dynamic duo and across the board, like even when, with sports and everything, I'm like, man, you know, if we both just had the same mindset, but we're not the same people. Right. So I'm like, I respect that we're not the same people and I can't force you to be something. But then you sit there like, look at the potential of what we could have been. Like if we're in the mm -hmm. same spot, we're just both getting after it, relentless. There is no way that you can't be successful when you have two people who genuinely, it's not even like, okay, we're just business partners. We actually love each other. 
Like, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people overlook. Right. Because if, when you go into business with your friends that you genuinely love and you're both so incredibly ambitious to make something work, it's seldom do you fail. Because you have a similar mission. Exactly. And it, you, and because you have that, I'm, I don't want to let this person down. You're not going into it selfishly. Exactly. You're looking at like, hey, I want to succeed for you. You want to mm-hmm. succeed for me. Seldom does it fail. Only reason why it ends up failing is because somebody has an ulterior motive. Right. You want to get rich for you. Exactly. Or I want to get rich for me. It's not, hey, I'm trying to do it for you. You trying to do it for that's, me. And so we want to do it together. If it was, And the thing is, you don't have to be, you said it perfectly, you don't have to be the same person. Yeah. My brother, he doesn't have to be the guy in front of the camera. He doesn't have to be the guy that, that doesn't, he can be behind the scenes completely. Yeah. You know, I think about this a lot. I'm like, yo, so I can do my thing. You do your thing. You'll just start doing stuff on the back end. We could make so much money together. Yeah. But you just don't have it. And it's hard because I, like, I get frustrated. It's one of the things I deal with in my life where I can't program this into you. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, as yeah. much as I want to, I, there's nothing I can do yeah. to do it. So. I think for me, I, my goal is to get as rich as possible. Let's say I'm making a million dollars a month. Then I just tell them like, yo, quit your job. This is gonna be your full-time job. Um, doing this thing specifically. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll just continue to pay them. I'm not gonna tell them that, but it's like, mm. no, I, I, I just I... have to carry my family at that point. <laughs> you know? I, I, know, I know the feeling of trying to, cause I, I'm one of those people who try to see if I could pull you know, everybody along with me as well. So it's like, hey, you want to make enough money to where everybody could be okay. And then ultimately, all I can do is just tell you, hey, you know, or try to connect you. I think that's one of the things where networking now for me has been big. Find somebody who's in, a, you know, industry that I can connect to one of my friends and stuff. But then at the same time, you have you, to figure like how to make it happen. So I'll never be like, oh, I know my, my does it. Yeah. I was just, oh, or you want to go out somewhere? All right, cool. Go hang out and then just invite and let the organic Right. happen so it's like okay you're both in the same room i take a step back let but, it organically but even happen with that, i think i get scared of that because it's like you don't want that to reflect you yeah. let's say i have i have because i'm not gonna lie taking my brother places is is embarrassing mm. you know you go somewhere you you walk up you're cool my brother is like he just doesn't know how to carry himself in these places ah okay okay you know yeah. So it's like, I'd rather just go by myself because then it reflects on you. If it's your brother, it's going to reflect on you. Yeah. Right? If it's yeah. your people, it's going to reflect on you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this, this episode is kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. This is one of the things that like, I'm <laughs> hey, really sad about. But it's, I, uh, it's, we're being transparent about I everything. I got to call it because I got to meet Yeah, because yeah, you got that, that meeting. But, yeah, it's a very important regarding transparency because a lot of times people want to put on a facade or something, make it seem as if they never deal with anything. But this yeah. is truly one of the parts of whether it be in entrepreneurship, business, whatever the case may be, that you have to end up, you know, going through and understanding. So you can't really control any, you can't control everybody. You can't try to force somebody into having the same sort of thought process. You just have to find a way to make it work and then hope, you know, down the line that the epiphany, you know, will happen for them. But um, you can let us know what you guys think in the comment section for sure. But there's been yet another episode of assiduous and I am the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual, the chiseled Adonis. He is a serial entrepreneur, the Filipino prince, tycoon, tycoon, Rene Lacan. And this This is, is, we we are assiduous. assiduous. Bum, 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 bum.